Welcome to the Propane Business Podcast. I'm Johnny. And I'm Yusuf. We set up and built propanefitness.com into the profitable semi-automated system that it is today, which allowed us to quit our corporate jobs and coach online full-time. More importantly, we were able to do this without a huge online audience or being glued to social media every day. We're now ready to share everything from the failures we've made to the systems that now consistently generate hundreds of thousands in revenue. We help personal trainers, coaches, and gym owners do the same by avoiding the mistakes we've made and the best practices going forward. Subscribe to this podcast to learn what we're doing and what we've done to build and scale propanefitness.com. We'll be teaching you how to generate a steady flow of online clients, win at Facebook ads, automate your coaching systems, and to achieve financial independence. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Propane Business Podcast. Uh, it's another monologue with just me today. And uh, I'm going to be talking about something that I've been sending uh, a lot of emails about recently. Um, and it, it, to be honest, it's not a new topic. Um, this is not something that uh, is brand new that you'll have not heard us talk about before. Um, but it's something that um, I still probably speak to someone about every single week at the moment. Certainly something I'm talking to clients about all the time. Um, I guess just because if you look at the fitness industry as a whole, it's something that still every trainer more or less is doing right in some capacity. And especially those who have any aspirations to move online, it's probably one of the first things or maybe the only thing that they have tried or are trying. Um, and that is basically, um, Instagram, right? And I use the word Instagram in a single a single word to basically just describe the act of like regularly posting content to your feed, to your story, trying to build your following, engage your following, and get uh, customers and, and clients online. Now, I suppose that the first question is like, why has this become something in the first place? Like, why are people doing this? Um, and I want to talk about basically the, the title of this podcast, which is like how, how we basically wasted the, the thick end of two years trying to make this strategy work. So trying to make the strategy of posting free content on social media, specifically on Instagram, um, with a lot of, uh, rigidity around how many times a day we posted, how many stories we posted, trying all these, uh, tactics and apps and third party software in some cases to grow our audience. Why does this even exist as a as a strategy in the first place? I think the main reason is people conflate and confuse someone who is successful in the fitness industry or is deemed to be successful and what appears to have got them there, right? So a lot of people who are doing well financially in the fitness industry have social media presences or audiences right? So a lot of the people that you may have heard of will have an Instagram following of, I guess, you know, 20, 30, 100,000 people, um, especially the ones that are more than likely doing the multiple seven figures in revenue, you know, the huge brands. Um, and I think we think, oh, well, the way that they have got there is because of Instagram, right? They, especially if we look on their Instagram, we see a lot of, uh, a lot of posts, a lot of stories, stories every day, all day. Um, you know, when the story, uh, bar at the top turns into dots rather than lines. Um, and so we think, oh, well, more than likely that's what's got them here. Right. And so we look to mimic and copy what they are doing. 
we think, oh, well, if I post as often as them, if I copy their content style, if I copy the what they do in their stories, if I copy what they say on their posts, then it's likely that I will mimic the success that they have, right? And the when when we tried doing this, um, we, as you can probably guess, didn't see the the return that we were expecting or wanting, especially when you divide the revenue from sales made just through Instagram by the number of hours that you spend on the platform it ends up being like more worth it to, I don't know, go work any other job, basically, um, do anything else for money um, because the, the numbers just simply don't stack up. And I think what we quickly realize, like when you sort of pull yourself out of the echo chamber that can be the online world sometimes, um, and I think we find that this specifically that easier to do because our background is in finance anyway. So for us to like look objectively at the industry, it's like, well, how many businesses outside of the fitness industry do well because they have a really strong like Instagram game, right? And the answer is not very many. Like no businesses that are that are seriously running and have been running for a long time are there because they have a big Instagram, right? And so that prompts you to think, well, how do I behave as a as a customer on Instagram? So like Yusuf and I, uh, and Alex as well, like all of us buy things online, right? A lot of us have online, we all have or have had online coaches. Um, we, Yusuf and I especially, are all pretty much always working with a coach. Um, and we make those decisions, usually they're online coaches, right? And then I look at, well, how many people do we follow on the on our Instagram, on the propane Instagram, on our personal social media? Um, and how many of the people that we follow have we ever bought something from? And the answer is, way less than 1%, right? And the reason that we bought something from them is not because of their Instagram content. It's usually because uh, of a podcast we listen to or emails that they send or other stuff, other free training, other bits of structured formal content that we've seen that encouraged us to actually consider working with them formally, not because they posted a Canva infographic, right? So there's a big difference between a follower or even a, a follower who engages with you and a customer oftentimes. So sometimes thinking about it from your own perspective, how do I operate as a behave, as a customer online? How many people that I follow, do I follow because I'm going to buy something from them? In most people's cases, the answer is hardly any anyone, right? You follow a lot of people, sometimes because their content's interesting, sometimes because it's a bit controversial, or maybe you're just following them, you don't even know why, right? Um, and perhaps you watch their stories, you find yourself kind of like blearily eyed, drinking your coffee in the morning, scrolling through your feed, looking at what they're doing, liking stuff, commenting on things, watching their stories. But if they launched a new program tomorrow, you wouldn't even consider buying it, right? So this creates this like one-way mirror effect, right? Where um, we can only ever see one side of it, right? We see engagement, we see followers going up, we see more likes, more comments, maybe the odd DM, the odd share, and think, oh, Instagram's working. Right? But if you actually look at the numbers that matter, which is cash generated per month, it's not normally very good, especially when you contrast that to how many hours are spent trying to generate the results from that platform. So this comes back to, well, what is actually the value of someone who follows you on Instagram? And really that is, you know, what is the value of any audience online, whether that is running advertising having a big YouTube channel, having a big email list, having a big Twitter following, 
or having a big, a big Instagram audience, really the value of a follower is dictated by how well you can convert your following into customers, which isn't really dictated by how many people follow you. It's dictated by how good is your sales process. And what most people do on Instagram as a sales process is basically uh, DMing people, right? So someone might like your stuff. They might, you maybe have never even spoken to them before and it's cold, um, but it's generally sending messages, right? Engaging with people directly, entering into a back and forth and trying to sell things. Now that can work, but generally speaking, um, especially if you're trying to grow uh, to a cold audience and sell to a cold audience and you want to sell to people who've never heard of you before by messaging them, you're maybe looking at like one in every 200 messages sent would buy something or maybe one in every 100 messages sent. Okay, so you've got to send a lot of messages to make sales or if you're relying on people messaging you, again, generally speaking, the way we look at it as a rule of thumb is if you have a thousand people on your Instagram who follow you, it would be a reasonable assumption to say that at any one point in time, so if we use a month as an example, in any month, there's maybe 1% of that audience who would consider purchasing something, not necessarily from you, but from, from, or from anyone or a kind of inner buying window, right? So if just that, that proportion of people, that's who would consider working with a coach, then we have to ensure we're reaching them we have to ensure we're saying the right things to them. We have to ensure a lot of stuff. But it's actually, when you consider most people have a following that's less than 10,000 on Instagram, that's not that many people, right? And if we factor into the to the equation that not, that not that many people see stuff you post on Instagram anyway, right, as a percentage of your audience, we've got a lot of work to do, all right? So whenever we're looking at an audience on social media, especially on Instagram, we have to consider that the minority of people want to buy and people are in this kind of different temperature. So some people have, you know, they're just following you for no reason. Some people are following you and they might work with you in the future, but it's going to be a couple of months or maybe a years. And then some people are kind of looking for a coach and they're maybe shopping around. And we have to base all we can rely on on Instagram is that tiny percentage of people in the center that the hot ready to buy now who we could possibly make a sale from this month and bring into a client for our online fitness business, right? So then the question is, well, let's say you manage to get that to work one month, right? So from your 500 or 1,000 followers, you make a couple of sales, you tap into that core of people who are ready to make a buying decision from Instagram. How do we grow that audience, that kind of percentage of your audience that are ready to purchase? The answer is by trying to grow your own audience, right? It's usually. So it's, if I, if you have a thousand people, either, how do you encourage more people to be in that ready to buy now phase? Maybe move from the skeptical phase into the ready to buy now. That comes usually with a really solid sales process that often happens off Instagram. It's not posting Canva graphics. It's not posting a story. It's usually getting someone to leave Instagram and go through a series of videos or a presentation or a series of free resources and bits of content specifically designed and structured to position your service as the logical next step for them, okay? It's not just getting them to watch your story every day, all right? Probably. So you might be able to do that, but again, you're always up against how many people see your story, how many people see the posts and all these sorts of things. So most people come back to you, well, if, I, if I've kind of had some success on Instagram and I want to make it work more, then I need to grow my audience. And then we, ent- we have to enter this game of basically playing, playing the algorithms game, how they want it to be played. 
if they want certain bits of content or they respond well to certain bits of content, it's often very polarizing. Um, it's basically playing a game that doesn't always result in you just posting your best stuff, right? If I were to say to you, spend the next month posting just the best quality stuff you can think of on your, on, on your Instagram, more than likely that information wouldn't be the stuff that also gets your account size to grow, doesn't get your audience to grow. So we end up basically doing things that are not necessarily best for educating our audience or delivering value. We end up doing things just for the sake of playing the game, to try and grow our audience, to try and get more people in that segment who would continue working with us. And you can start to see already, right, how this becomes a very convoluted, quite frustrating game that you end up having to play because you're in doing this and trying to build your audience and trying to grow your Instagram, you're having to put in a lot of time to try and get that result. And there's not any real guarantee that anything you're doing will actually work, right? And this is how we wasted so much time doing it. So, you know, whenever Yusuf and I do anything or run any experiments in the business, we always approach it as we're going to do this for this period of time. We're going to put a lot of effort and time into it. Uh, we're going to do things properly. We're going to make sure we've got the tools. We're going to set a schedule out. We're going to stick to it. And then we're going to look at the results. And when we did this with Instagram, we didn't waver on the schedule and we still didn't really, we couldn't really look back at it and say, well, that many hours put into Instagram over the last X number of weeks and years has generated the following, right? And that's pretty painful. But the advice that you get when you start to, think or say, oh, this isn't working, right? Especially from anyone who promotes this is just keep posting, right? It's, you know, you're giving up too soon. You need to show up daily. You need to always be posting content. And when, again, trying to remove yourself outside of this world and just evaluate that sentence, like, does that actually work? Like, does that make sense? Is that actually the case? And think, well, if that is the case, then I should see a linear relationship between account size or audience size and number of posts, right? So when you scroll through any fitness professional you follow on Instagram and you're looking for the big accounts, right? Or you're looking for the people who have big audiences. In other words, the people who have, in theory, the largest number of people who might make a buying decision, they should have the most posts, right? And the interesting thing is that relationship doesn't exist at all. I see so many examples of accounts of personal trainers and online coaches who have thousands of posts on their profile and have a really small audience. And I also see examples of people who've posted a hundred times who have hundreds of thousands or sometimes millions of followers. And this comes back to the thing that I said at the start of conflating what, why somebody, especially in this world, is successful. So if you look at it this way, imagine two coaches side by side both are looking to start their Instagram profile tomorrow, right? Both are looking to start Instagram because they've heard Instagram's a good um, a good thing to do, right? One person has 100,000 people on an email list. The other person doesn't have anything, right? They're just starting out. If I have 100,000 people on my email list, I can send an email to my new Instagram account and get everyone to follow me immediately. I'm going to be very, very difficult to compete with, extremely difficult to compete with versus someone who has no email list, no audience anywhere. That then leads to the question, well, how has someone built their email list? And usually someone who has a big email list is very good at marketing, right? They have a usually some kind of process that they are driving 
uh, traffic to, typically through like a website or usually advertising, to be honest, on one of, one of many platforms. And they are more than covering the cost of the advertising with their sales process. So in other words, they put a thousand pounds into advertising. They make 1500 or 2000 pounds back from a handful of customers or from 10, 20, 50 customers. And everybody who didn't buy joins their email list. And if you do that often enough and scale that up fast enough, you end up with a very large audience and traffic that you have ownership over. People that you can send an email to and get them to do something that you would like them to do, like follow you on Instagram, for example. So I guess like, what am I getting at with this, right? I'm just trashing Instagram as a strategy. I think because we've been doing this for a decade now, we've been operating in the online fitness world for a decade, we have seen the same thing happen with Facebook, right? So back way back when we started, Facebook was still relatively new. And at the time, whenever anybody posted anything on Facebook, it would get a ton of traffic. It would get a ton of engagement. A lot of people thought that building your Facebook page, your likes on your Facebook page was the answer, right? And we watched overnight as more or less the reach that a business page got on Facebook fell to not zero, but essentially zero, right? Which, you know, is makes total sense because Facebook's a business and it doesn't make sense for them to let businesses to reach as many people as they want for free. They became very much a paid to play platform. In other words, to reach any significant number of people, you had to be running advertising. We saw that happen and we realized when that happened, we'd put again, similar effort into scheduling posts on our page, doing live videos, posting every day, posting as much polarizing stuff as we could to try and gain traction and build our audience. And then all of that effort basically counted for nothing when it became a pay-to-play platform. It makes total sense for something like Instagram or any free platform that exists now to eventually become that for businesses, for coaches who are running, using social media for the purpose of getting clients and running their business, right? These platforms want individuals connecting with their friends and family, posting personal stuff, talking about current events. They don't want you promoting your latest online program for free, right? It doesn't work for anybody. So we realized when that happened that we need something that is an evergreen strategy, right? Something that isn't just playing the game of the algorithm of that platform. And what most coaches are doing who are trying to run and grow their Instagram, they are spending a lot of time playing the algorithm's game, Right? stories are a good idea. And then reels are a good idea. IGTV is the latest thing. Do I need to be using the right hashtag? Should I be uh, replying to every comment that I get? Should I be sending a certain number of DMs a day? Should I be following and unfollowing? Should I be using different apps? All of these things, when you boil it down, is to try and grow your audience. And when you boil down why you're doing that, it's to try and get more people in your audience who might buy from you. But we, as we said at the start, we don't actually know for sure that if someone follows you, that actually means anything. So the evergreen strategy that we use instead and what we teach in the Propane Business Program is this 14-day sequence, right? Why do we do that? Why is it a 14-day sequence? Why does that work by itself? Well, if you consider this, right, let's say somebody who is in your audience on Instagram does want to buy from you, has made the decision that they're going to send you a message today and sign up for your program. What's caused them to do that? Right. Well, firstly, we'll never know because of the way that Instagram doesn't let us track these things. But let's say that person has been following you for six months. They may have decided overseeing 
5, 10, 20, 30 of your posts and your stories that they trust you, they like you, they think they know kind of what you do, or they maybe see some testimonials or something like that. They've taken themselves through this self-guided journey to eventually reach the point where they would like to work with you, right? Well, great, but we can't rely on that. We can't have that as being the main source of sales in the business because for every one person who does that, there'll be a hundred or a thousand people who just don't take themselves through that journey or maybe get more attracted to another coach who's doing the same thing or maybe posting more than you, right? So instead we say, well, that basically is a buying journey, a customer journey that people are going on. They're taking themselves through that. How do we compress that and actually have some more control over that? And what we found is a 14-day or a two-week window is the shortest period of time we can consistently expect that to work in. So if I'm able to get 100 people from anywhere to take part in my 14-day challenge, kickstart, sequence, whatever, and off the back of that, I get five clients, I get a 5% conversion, then the game is, well, how do I get 200, 300, or 1,000 people in there? But more importantly, because I know 100 people equals five clients and perhaps a thousand pounds or more than that, then I can work out on average how much revenue I make for every one person who comes into my 14 day challenge, which means I can afford to go out and spend money per person who enters my 14 day challenge as long as I earn more than I spend, right? And this is the essence of really how to make something that is evergreen and scalable. So once you have this sequence where you know you put £100 in, you make £150 back out again, it's then a question of, well, where do I run my ads, right? How do I find people who would be a good fit for going through this? If you imagine a situation where every day you wake up, you, you look at your ads, you tweak your numbers, and your your posts, your ads, your videos, whatever, are being shown to thousands and thousands of new people every day, the people who are most interested are clicking and then opting in and then going through your very best content. And that's working and generating your business revenue and customers and growing things on a predictable trend. Why would you upload 10 Instagram stories on that day? All right. Suddenly the guilt of, oh my God, I haven't posted on Instagram yet today goes away because if you reverse engineer everything right back to the beginning, why are you doing Instagram in the first place? It's to try and get some level of control over your sales and marketing. What is the value of a follower? It's simply defined by how well you can convert followers into customers. And most people who are spending all of their time on Instagram don't have something like that in the first place, because if they did, I would wager that they probably wouldn't be spending as much time on the platform in the first place. They would be doubling down on reaching hundreds of thousands, millions of people every month with strategically run paid advertising rather than playing small, keeping your audience small and constantly playing this game that ultimately Instagram may decide to just pull the rug from under you at any moment and decide that business accounts or anyone using their platform for business reasons isn't allowed to do so anymore. All right, so if I convince you of anything, right, hopefully if you're sat there feeling irritated and frustrated that the stuff you're doing on Instagram or any platform for that matter, you've been doing it for a long time, you've, you're an expert on Canva, making Canva infographics, but you can't actually say that it's doing anything and you would like to do things differently, right, and you're ready to learn how we teach things, 
how we make things work. If the idea of having this 14 day challenge and using ads and building things in a way that I guess we've put all the effort and money into testing for you so you can just copy and model what we're doing and you're interested in that, two options. One, drop us an email with the subject line Propane Business Podcast. We know podcast listeners are by far and away the best clients we work with in the business program. They get the highest ROI in the program. They're the most consistent. They're always a pleasure to work with. If frankly, if you've put up with nearly half an hour of listening to me rant on about social media, you probably will quite like what we have to say in the program, right? So if you send us that email, we will put you right to the front of the queue. Every single week, we do get a reasonable number of applications these days to work with us inside this program. We have to turn quite a few people away. And we don't actually have as many application spots or calendar appointment spots as we'd frankly like. The one exception to the rule that we make is if someone sends us that email, we jump you right at the front of the queue, no exceptions, and we'll often speak to you on the same day if possible. All right, so send us that email. It's not a sales call, it's an informal chat. And frankly, the only role we play in that conversation is just to make sure what we do would actually be relevant for you. And then we open up the floor and you can ask us whatever you want to, right? If you're not quite ready to do that, or you just like to see a bit more formally how all of this fits together and how our model works before you actually make a decision to potentially work with us, then you can go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and get a case study of how we've built Propane Fitness using these principles. All right, hopefully this episode was useful. Look forward to hearing from you if you do decide to go with one of those, those options and speak to you next time. Want to learn more about the systems we use to run, build, and scale propanefitness.com? Head over to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast and you can get your hands on our free training that covers the seven steps that we take with every client that we help build their own online business and also the seven steps that we use to successfully build Propane Fitness. We walk through the sales systems, the delivery systems, follow-up, remarketing, how to basically build your program so that it delivers coaching to your clients without you being there 24-7. We really do cover the full thing, right? And if you want to continue even further and potentially work with us, there's a chance to book in a call to have an informal chat with Yusuf or I to just basically see if any of our programs would be a fit to help you get from where you are to where you want to get to. So go to propanefitness.com forward slash business podcast today and get access to that. If you'd like to learn just more about Yusuf and I, more about us, what we do, follow us on the various channels. The best place to go is our YouTube channel. We have a load of stuff from fitness content, productivity content, why Yusuf slept on the floor for several months, why he's been having cold showers. There's always stuff on there that's entertaining and hopefully informative. So just go to YouTube, search for Propane Fitness, and you can find out a bit more about us there as well. Speak to you on the next episode.